0: Good afternoon and welcome to the Hoosier Huddle Podcast. I'm Sammy Jacobs. Along with us is T.J. Inman, as always, and we're here on the Hoosier Huddle Podcast previewing Indiana's trip to Ohio State, which is going to be a top-10 matchup between the third-ranked Buckeyes and the ninth-ranked Indiana Hoosiers. It is also for a leg up in the Big Ten East race. Uh, This is probably, you could call it the de facto Big East title game, our Big Ten East title game uh, between the two. Uh, but before we do that, let's get a word from our sponsors over at uh, Bet Online. Uh, football is in full effect of many teams strutting their stuff. You might not be at a game this year, but you could still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season, from game spreads and totals, to team, player, and coaching props. Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. Head to Bet Online today and use promo code Armchair to take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, TJ. Before we head over to Columbus, let's talk about Indiana's twenty-four nothing win over the Michigan State Spartans uh, in that old brass platoon game. What were your thoughts from that game?
1: Kind of a, a weird game, you know. Um, Indiana was fairly sloppy in the second half on offense, but uh, it, it really didn't matter. Uh, certainly not for the outcome of of that one, uh, Michigan state's offense was completely toothless uh, from a very good performance by Indiana's defense, plus uh, Michigan state's offense, just if we 're being honest, really not very good. Um, they did not present any kind of a threat to the IU defense and I, I think everybody on that field knew it uh, by the second half that there was no comeback that was going to be mounted. Uh, You'd like to see the offense finish better in the red zone for sure. Um, And I think ideally you'd like to see them run the ball a little better than what they were able to. Uh, We do need to mention Indiana was without two starting offensive linemen, but still uh, you would like to see them execute better in the run game. Uh, All that said, I'm not going to complain about a a shutout road win in the big 10 against a, a team that, you know, has had Indiana's number here for the past several years. Michigan State uh, has held the brass spittoon uh, since Tom Allen became, you know, the full-time head coach. So uh, I I was really, really pleased with the defensive performance in that there was never really a let up to uh, let Michigan State's offense get comfortable. So I thought it was a really, really good performance from IU's defense. Uh, They tackled well. They didn't give Michigan State any hope uh, of doing anything on that side of the ball. And, again, created those three takeaways. Uh, Overall, a comprehensive uh, beatdown given by the Hoosiers, particularly on the defensive side of the ball.
0: Yeah, I thought – I thought it was a game where Indiana did not look as, as sharp as they did against Michigan, which is, it's hard to duplicate. That's what elite teams do is they could put those A-plus games, especially on offense, together. I thought the defense played its uh, probably its most dominant game uh, to date. Uh, now, Michigan State, as you said, is a toothless offense and they, they have their own issues, but it's – you could only play the games on their schedule and people have been discounting this team now because of their strength of schedule. But if you went back to the beginning of the season and then people went, Oh my God, this schedule is so hard. And now it's like, Oh, well, it was a bunch of cupcakes. Indiana wrecked Penn state. They having that call go against you. We've seen what what it has done uh, in the past to to, to teams because Indiana's been one of those teams to have that call go against them. And Penn State's not used to those calls going against you. Uh, you also lose Journey Brown for the, for his career uh, with a heart injury and things like that. So there's a lot more going on than Penn State just being a bad football team. I think in, the win Indiana had over them just totally messed with their heads and, and messed with their season. Uh, The same with Michigan. I think Michigan State broke Michigan uh, and Indiana beat them by 17 points. That's what good teams do to bad teams. Um, And Rutgers has been competitive and Rutgers is a much better team than they were last year. And then to go on the road and beat a team that you've only beaten once since 2006 uh, speaks all you need to do. But Indiana has a lot to clean up and if they're gonna go into Columbus and and try and pull that offset, they have a uh, they have a lot to clean up. Cause if they played like they did on offense in Columbus, it's gonna be a long day. Uh, so we'll see. And but the the game to me, the the offense, you know, you, you were without Caleb Jones, you're without Mike Kadick again for the second week in a row. We'll see what's going on with Caleb Jones. It was kind of a surprise that he wasn't playing. So we'll see if it's an injury or something else. Um, we'll see if he's in, in Columbus for the game on Saturday. But the running game's not there. I did like how they used Tim Baldwin. I think he gives him a little bit more spark and wiggle to get to the outside. But this inside run, and a lot of that starts with the tackles too, the inside run's going nowhere. And you saw it in the second half. I think Tom Allen was trying to send a message to his offensive line, like guys, we got to be able to get this yard to get into the end zone, put this game away, and all that stuff. Now, IU should have, probably should have kicked a field goal or two just to make that a four-score, uh, a four-touchdown game. And thirty-one uh, nothing looks, or thirty-to-nothing looks a lot better than twenty-four nothing with with no points in the second half. But again, Mike Penix. Probably played his worst game of the season outside of the Penn State game. And he still threw for 311 yards. Ty Vogel was fantastic. Uh, he's becoming IU's number one weapon now that guys are focusing on Wap failure. Um, But the run game's got to get going. The offensive line's got to get going. And the tight ends have to catch the ball. Uh, and I think part of the reason the offense kind of went into a shell in the second half was they didn't. You, you wanted to get out of there with the win, and you can't afford any more injuries along that, um, along that offensive line. Defensively, I thought they were fantastic. Every time Michigan State had a chance to take momentum uh, from the offense, uh, Taiwan Mullen came up with the pick. Reese Taylor came up with the pick. Thomas Allen, who's now out for the season, it looks like, with the hip injury that's being described as. Is something like Tua went under, uh, went with uh, last year, Uh, it's just a brutal injury. Um, He forced a fumble, and he had two and a half sacks by Michael McFadden. Defense is flying around, and that's what you want to see. You hope Cam Jones is okay. He got hurt on on a kickoff. Uh, You hope that that's not a concussion deal. It was called targeting after the fact. They created that penalty but the defense is clicking. And if your defense is clicking and your offense can give you an A game, you got a shot on Saturday. Uh, so any final thoughts from Michigan State? I,
1: I you know, feel really bad uh, for Thomas Allen. And, um, you know, it's just – there's nothing positive to come out of that. I mean, poor kid, three straight season-ending injuries. Um, I, I – I hope uh, that he's able to come back from, from that, uh, like you said, a serious hip injury that he's going to have surgery this week. His father, Tom Allen said today. Um, So, you know, our thoughts go out to him and uh, to his family. And, you know, I know that Tom Allen is, you know, able to compartmentalize things, but uh, I know that that has to be incredibly tough as a father. Certainly my kids don't play football. They're not at that age yet. But, uh, um, you know, when your kids hurt, you know, you are hurting with them. Uh, For him to have to, you know, go right back to focusing on the game after seeing his son carted off, uh, you know, I know that that was um, a very difficult thing for him. And uh, hopefully Thomas Allen's able to to come back from that injury and and continue his football career. Uh, And then the second point, you know, Ty Freifogel, uh, I think we do need to point out how great of a season he's having so far. Him and Penix definitely have a good connection going. Uh, 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 and, you know, I think that the in offense will get into Ohio State now. Uh, I do think that's an area where the Hoosiers are, are going to watch tape and feel like they, you know, they could have perhaps not an advantage, but a spot where, you know, they can make some things happen. Their outside receivers against Ohio State's
0: secondary. Yeah, and, and that's something that uh, the experts on Big Ten Network and ESPN and all those guys, if Indiana is going to win that game, that's the that's the matchup that they're going to have to take advantage yep. of. Uh, so let's get into uh, Ohio State here. One more words from our friends over at uh, Bet Online. Again, we might not be able to get into a game, but football is back in, in, uh, in full effect, and you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you could get in on everything imaginable this season, from game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props. Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. Head to Bet Online today and use promo code armchair. To take advantages uh or take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses bet online your online sportsbook experts well tj it's 2020 has been a weird year uh, and it's coming down to an undefeated indiana team ranked ninth in the nation going to face an undefeated ohio state team who's coming off a week where they didn't play because of Maryland canceling the game uh who's ranked third in the nation now. It's basically for all the marbles in the East. Uh, if you could have told me this after the Gator Bowl, I would have called you crazy uh, and I would have been super hyped. Now, there's a lot of complaining from the fan base on how they Indiana's won the first four games. But you're undefeated going to Columbus with a chance to knock off Ohio State uh, for the Big Ten East title. And if, if you win this one, you're in the driver's seat uh, for it a little bit. Uh, it, you're in the drive. You, you essentially have a two-game lead because let's say it, you know Indiana would have Wisconsin left, uh, Purdue, and Maryland, and Ohio State would have I think Michigan, Michigan State, and uh, somebody from the West. I, I believe two, a couple games from the West, but let's say Indiana loses to Wisconsin, finishes – if they both – if Indiana finishes 7-1 and Ohio State finishes 6-1, Indiana's going to the Big Ten title game. Uh, that, that's just how it is. So you have a chance to, to get in the driver's seat, control your own destiny, and that's all you could ask for. What are your initial thoughts of this matchup on Saturday?
1: So, you know, let's, let's be very blunt about this. Ohio State is a big favorite on Saturday. The Buckeyes yes. are – Uh, you know three touchdown favorites depending on your sports book the line opened up at either 22 or 21 and a half uh, in favor of Ohio State you can call that a slap in the face to the Hoosiers I'm sure that that is how the coaches and players feel about it Um, I also don't think that they particularly care Uh, Indiana's players if you've watched this team and you watch this these guys play uh, you understand that they are not going to Columbus feeling like they are the massive underdogs, feeling like they don't have a shot. Uh, this, this program feels like they are going to Columbus. If they play really well, they'll have a shot to win. Uh, whether that's reality or not, we will see. Uh, I do think that there are some areas Indiana has a chance to make some things happen. Um, let's start on Ohio State's offensive side of the ball. Uh, Indiana's defense is going to get their biggest test of the season. There's no doubt about that. Uh, I, I do think IU might play against better defenses than Ohio State this year, uh, thinking mainly about Wisconsin. However, I don't think Indiana is going to face a better offense than they will see uh, on Saturday. Justin Fields is the best player IU's going to play this season, unless they happen to match up with Trevor Lawrence and the Clemson Tigers. Uh, he is completing almost 87% of his passes through three games, which is an absurd number. And it's not like he's only throwing 15 times a game. Uh, you know, they're, they're chucking it around and he is doing so at a remarkably accurate clip. Uh, he's got two main targets, Garrett Wilson and Chris Alave. Chris Alave is one of the more underrated receivers in the country. In my opinion, I think he's incredibly solid, uh, And then Garrett Wilson, a little bit more of a big play guy. Um, Alave, four touchdowns on the year. Garrett Wilson is their leading receiver yardage-wise. Running back-wise, I don't think that they have that major difference maker. Master Teague is very good. He is not on the level of a J.K. Dobbins uh, or a Maurice Claret or somebody like that. Um, Trey Sermon, more of a receiving back, but he'll get some carries as well. So lots of weapons on offense their offensive line uh, very good but they have given up seven sacks through three games so i think you can get to justin fields and that's what i use defense is going to have to do now you look just straight off the bat you you look at it two main targets going up against taiwan mullen and reese taylor uh you know indiana feels really good about that pair of corners as they should along with jalen williams uh they feel really good about that group, no matter who they're going up against, feels like they've got the edge in the passing game, and they're probably right. Uh, Indiana has to come up with a way to make Justin Fields uncomfortable in the pocket and force him into some mistakes. Uh, So far, nobody's been able to do
0: it uh,
1: since he started playing defense. Coming up with a way to make them uncomfortable is priority number one. Uh, On the other side of the ball, Michael Penix has to have a great day, an absolutely great day if Indiana's to have a shot. I don't think IU's going to be able to run the ball that effectively, but they do have to continue with that running game to keep Ohio State honest. And if you break off a couple, that's all the better. Uh, But you want to be able to solidly run it at three to four yards per carry, at least to give yourself a shot. Uh, to make some plays in the passing game. Because if you allow Ohio State to just tee off on Michael Penix, it's not gonna end well for the Hoosiers. Uh, I do like Indiana's outside receivers and I'm including Miles Marshall, Wap Fillier, uh, you know, Javon Swinton, Jacoby Hewitt, and Ty Freifogel. IU's got a lot of options. I don't think Ohio State's secondary is as good as it has been in the past, at least not yet. Uh, They they could develop into that, but they're replacing a ton from last year's secondary, which was elite. I don't think that this group is there yet. So I think that that is the primary area of focus for Indiana's offense. I'd love to see David Ellis get more involved as well as a potential, you know, big play guy. Uh, But those are the two things that jump off really quickly as I use receivers have to win their one-on-one battles against the Ohio State secondary. And Michael Penix has to give them a chance to do so. He's got to be – I mean, he has to play uh, the best game of his IU career on Saturday for Indiana to, to really have a shot against the Buckeyes. And then on the other side, the Hoosiers have to find a way to make Justin Fields somewhat uncomfortable in that pocket because if, if you don't make him uncomfortable, that uh, you don't have a chance against him. He's too accurate and their receivers are too good even Indiana's secondary, as good as I think it is, will not have a shot if that's the case.
0: Yeah, you're, you're exactly right. And in Indiana, it's there's no fooling anybody. You're going in as, as three touchdown underdogs. And, you know, if you think this is going to be a cakewalk for IU, you're, you're crazy. Um, it's always the toughest game on the schedule. Ohio State, look, Indiana's a very good football team. Ohio state's an elite football team and they're just in a whole nother stratosphere compared to the rest of the big 10. And and it's going to be, if they play their a game, it doesn't matter if Indiana plays their a game or not, because it's like going up against one of those great pitchers when they have all their things clicking and working, man, it, so it's just not your day. You go back to the dugout and, and try again tomorrow. Of course, there is no tomorrow when when it comes to college football. But you you just there's some things you can't control. If Ohio State comes out and plays their A game, Indiana's not. It's not going to be good for them. Uh, but and you look at Justin Fields. He has thrown 11 touchdown passes, and he's thrown 11 incomplete passes. Uh, he is insanely accurate. Uh, we'll see what this week off did Uh, is there rust is it rest Uh, there are benefits to having the week off you don't get banged up you're not facing a Maryland offense which is kind of gimmicky as well Uh, but the the downside of it is you haven't played that much football since the end of last year there was no spring practice fall camp was kind of wonky and there's no non-conference games they've only played three games so is there going to be a little bit of rust? He hasn't faced the secondary as good as Indiana's secondary all year. Uh, but if he brings his A game, it's going to be, be tough. For Indiana, the offensive line has to play better. You, you cannot let this Ohio State defensive line get after Penix and force throws kind of like Michigan State did uh, and force those throws that, that are going to get picked off. Uh, Michigan State did that. Shakur Brown had two interceptions on um, throws that were really – they weren't great throws. Uh, the first one was kind of a duck. He lofted up. He felt a little pressure. The second one he just didn't step into, into triple coverage, just was not a good throw. Ohio State has nine, tackle, uh, nine sacks in the year, uh, led by Tommy uh, Tugal. Uh, Tugal. And Zach Harrison has a sack and a half. Uh, they're always good offense or defense alignment over at Ohio State. So yeah. they got to get that going. Indiana's going to look to get the ball out quickly and, and make plays in space. Now we'll see if, if Ohio State's defense is going to play up on them. I know Michigan State's defense <laughs> will give them a lot of cushion early on, and Indiana just ate that alive. So if they're playing man, you know, man press coverage, can Indiana do what they did in 2017 and throw for 400 yards? Uh, This defense is better than that defense, and this offense I think is more dynamic. Uh, But you need to you need to complete passes. You have to be crisper, and you got to get off to a fast start because this game could get ugly quickly, especially if you turn the ball over and give Justin Fields more time uh, on on the field to make plays. Because he can make plays with his arms and his legs. Uh, and he's a Heisman front runner. With Trevor Lawrence, he might be the odds-on favorite to win the Heisman right now. So we'll see what Indiana can do. You can't have special teams mishaps like you did on Saturday with, you know, short kickoffs into the wind, missed um, – Missed field goals and high and high snaps on the punt. That's a, a play that that a lot of people haven't talked about, uh, including myself, which I, I can't believe I forgot. It. it was the high snap on a punt from Hay, uh, to, and Hayden White had been a fantastic play catching it. Those yep. are the plays that get you beat uh, beat to in close games. So IU's going to play their A game at every level of the game. It's time to put it all together. If they do that, they have they have a real shot. Uh, especially if Ohio State does not bring their A game. If Ohio State plays their B or C game and Indiana plays their A game, they got a real shot. Uh, TJ, what is your matchup to watch on Saturday?
1: Well, I I think the matchup on the outside on both sides is fascinating because I I really do think uh, Indiana's secondary is going to give Ohio State uh, the biggest challenge that they will have uh, until, you know, if they make the college football playoff. Uh, I think that Indiana's secondary matches up with them as well as anybody in the Big Ten. Uh, on Mullen and Reese Taylor, and then you can throw in you know somebody like Jalen Williams as well. Uh, I, I really like those guys, and I you know, watch the games. It's easy to see why. Uh, I feel like Ohio State's going to have a lot of uh, respect for that trio, um, but you know they will feel like they can you know get theirs against them. Uh, and Ohio State's not going to change their game plan because of IU's secondary. So that's going to be fascinating. Uh, But no matter how good the secondary is, if IU's defensive front cannot beat the Ohio State offensive line and make Justin Fields uncomfortable, uh, it won't matter how good IU's secondary plays. Uh, You give somebody like Justin Fields and those receivers time, they're going to beat you. So I'm going to go with Indiana's defensive front, Uh, which is going to include whatever blitz packages Kane Womack is able to dial up. Uh, And you've got to be selective about that against somebody like Justin Fields, but uh, that against Ohio state's offensive line, which again, they have given up seven sacks so far this year. So that's the matchup I'm looking at. Um, But against Ohio state, you can look everywhere on the field and say, Oh, that's an area we got to be concerned about. Um, But, you know, I, I I don't think Indiana has to be terrified. Uh, I do think that they'll be able to, to kind of hold their own in this matchup. I I think Indiana, uh, not to tip my hand, but um, I do like the, the Hoosiers to to cover that 21 point spread uh, because I, I think Indiana has been, you know, told here for the last kind of few weeks. Oh, well, yeah, that that's nice. Good for them. Look at Indiana. What a story. And that that's true. Uh, but it kind of has taken on a, Oh, what a cute, nice story for that energetic Tom Allen and, and those, those bunch of overachievers. Uh, I, I imagine I use players are pretty tired of hearing that, you know, they're, they're damn good. Like it's a really good football team that Indiana has. Uh, they, they, they beat the snot out of Michigan state in that first half and kind of just coasted through the second half. If they would have kept the pedal to the metal, that game's in the 40 to nothing range. Um, I, I think that Indiana, not to go on a tangent, but they continue to be told nice story, but you're not really at the big boy table. Uh, and I, I do think Caillou's going to show up in Columbus and, and, not beat the Buckeyes, but I think they will show people we're not a title contender, a national title contender, but we, we do belong where we're at. We belong up near the top ten. That's not a fluke.
0: Yeah, it's it's definitely a litmus test in terms of that, but if IU goes in and loses by 21 and covers the spread or something like that I I don't think you you just say hey we stink again no
1: no no it's
0: not that point and I think that's where the IU fan base is is that there's so zero sum for this game
1: yeah
0: Ohio State's lost like four Big Ten games since 2012 something like that something crazy it's you're not accepting losing to them but losing to them does not define your season. Uh, it yeah. does not define where your program is if you lose to Ohio State. Unless you're Michigan, it doesn't matter. I mean, it, it, it would be a historic win. It would be – if you're talking about a program cha- – now you're talking about sweeping the top four teams that have been in the top four of the Big Ten East, um, you know, basically since it, it started. That's how you change your program. That's calling a program-changing season. But, you know, a a three-touchdown loss to Ohio State's not going to blow everything up into oblivion and send you back to the dark ages. It's just not. So, you know, those expectations need to be, you know, kind of, I don't know, manicured. Contextualized. Yeah, contextualized. contextualized. Yeah, contextualize to, to, hey, you're playing – Ohio State's a national title contender. They're the best team in the Big Ten. They might be the best team in the country. We don't know. They've only played three games. But you can't say, you know, all all of a sudden this this program stinks if you lose to Ohio State. It's just not going to happen. But uh, back to our matchup to watch, DJ. For me, it's Indiana's – how Indiana's offensive line holds up. Uh, if this offensive line can uh, protect Penix, he could pick apart any defense. We saw that against Michigan. We saw it against Penn State late in the game, When we've seen it against Michigan State. Who's, Michigan State's defense is still good. They still have good players on that defense. It's not like they were running out, you know, walk-on guys. We still have Panashuk back there. Shakur Brown is a good player. Now, three of the four starting um, secondary players were out. But uh, Antoine Simmons is a good player. They still had some dudes on that defense. Uh, But the Indiana offensive line, you you hope that Caleb Jones is back this week. You hope that Michael Kadick is back this week. Not because they're superstar players, but because you're going to need some depth. Uh, And, you know, you're going to need – as well as Luke Haggard played in pass protection, Caleb Jones is so much better in in, in the run game and clearing and collapsing sides of the lines that y- you need him back to get that run game going. Uh, and, you know, maybe you reshuffle the line down the road, but having him, having Michael Kadick, even though D- Dylan Powell has earned that starting spot, it just gives, you could give somebody a break and a breather during the game where your drop-off isn't all that much. Now we'll see how much trust Hiller and the coaching staff have in some younger guys. Because so I do think Indiana's offensive linemen, the younger guys, have talent. They just don't have experience. And, and the coaching staff hasn't played them because of it. Uh, so to me, it's can Indiana's offensive line, and you'll get the theme, because this has probably been my matchup to watch all season. If they could give Michael Penix time that the offense should be uh, pretty, pretty good to go. If they can't and Michael Penix is scrambling for your life, you hold your breath and say, let's just get out of Columbus healthy. Uh, what is your one key for an Indiana victory? What is the one thing Indiana has to do on Saturday to pull off this uh, upset win?
1: Well, there's obviously multiple things they're going to have to do, but – if there's one thing that I think eliminates a potential of a win, uh, it would be you know losing the turnover takeaway battle. Uh if if they cannot take the ball away from Ohio State, ending possessions uh, you know without point, it's obviously uh I do not have any remote chance of a win. Uh if both teams play a clean game, Indiana doesn't have a shot. So I think they need to force Ohio State in those mistakes, win the takeaway battle, ideally by more than one turnover, uh, which Indiana's defense has been really good so far at forcing those takeaways. That'll need to continue on Saturday.
0: Yeah, for me, it's along those same lines. It's it's being efficient offensively and defensively. It's – Indiana came, was 18-for-18 18 18 in the red zone at one point after the first two touchdowns against Michigan State. They went one yeah. of – I think one of five the rest of the way. Yeah. That's not great. And now, yeah, they could have kicked field goals and boosted those numbers, but that's not great. They had eight trips. I think eight drives started uh, at or around the 50-yard line, and they only scored 24 points. Uh, they need to be efficient on third down as well. Uh, and get that going if you could get points off, if you could create the turnovers and get points off of those turnovers cash in on your red zone trips doesn't have to be touchdowns all the time yeah you'd love it to be touchdowns but you can't turn the ball over on downs and miss field goals you got to get points uh, whether it's three or seven you got to get points and then on defense the same thing you got to be efficient on first down efficient on second down Stop them on third down, and make them kick or go for four. The longer the drives go, the more chance you have to mess up. That it's football one on one. So you know, limit those explosion plays from Ohio State. Make Justin Fields throw the ball more than he's used to, and things like that. Don't let him beat him with your legs, and make let your secondary make plays. Look, if he go throws. 45 passes and completes 44 of them. Whatever, it's not your day uh, if you're an Indiana fan. It's look, the, the, we their best guy beat us. Uh, you gotta, I think you gotta make him make mistakes, which he doesn't do very often. And getting into those third and longs and being efficient of getting them off the field. And Indiana did a great job of this in I believe 2017. Get three and outs, win the field position battle and cash in those opportunities. Because if you don't do that, Indiana is going to go home like they did last year with a 40-point loss. Let's get into predictions. TJ, what is your prediction for Saturday?
1: Well, uh, I do think Ohio State is uh, going to come out with the win, but I think Indiana is going to show themselves quite nicely. Uh, I think that they will – Like you said, it it can't be a zero-sum game here. It can't be, oh, a loss means a failure and the season is back to crap. No, it will mean that Indiana's 4-1 with a loss to one of the best teams in the country and a chance to still finish second in the East, which is a remarkable season, uh, and a chance to still go to a New Year's Six Bowl, which is a remarkable season. So, uh, really, I think it's important to keep that in context, but, you know what? There is a big tennis championship out there to be won. That option is still on the table. I think Indiana's going to play, uh, going to play their guts out and really show out well, but ultimately Ohio state's firepower too much for Indiana to handle. Uh, Buckeyes win at 38, 21.
0: That was my score prediction. Um, dang it's, yeah, I, I think it's a sad I think Indiana does give a good showing. Uh, Puts they can put some points on the board. I, I think it'll be a lot more competitive than it was last year. Not only do you have Michael Penix at quarterback, yes. uh, your your defense is a lot better. They're, it's a much more mature team. I, I'm going to go with UTJ 38 thirty thirty eight seventeen Ohio State uh, with it being competitive for a half, uh, maybe through three quarters, and then Ohio State's talent and depth is going to take over. Uh, but I'm hope I'm wrong on my picks where they lose. IU is two and O, So let's put the kibosh on Ohio State now. Uh, so yeah, those are our predictions. 3817. Take it to the bank. It's uh the, sp- the spread coming out I thought was pretty fair. So TJ, thanks for joining us on this Monday evening. Uh Big week for for Indiana football. Game kicks off at noon on Fox. And for those fans complaining that it's not a primetime game, noon on Fox is Fox's number one time slot. That's why they put it there. It's Fox's big noon Saturday. Uh, So get over the fact that game day is not there. Fox's big noon kickoff is going to be there covering it as well. Uh, So they'll have their pregame show. They have their top slot, and guess what? I love noon games, covering noon games, because I get done at 4 o'clock, and I can watch the rest of the games the rest of the day, get to bed at a normal hour and all those things. So, TJ, can't wait for Saturday. Thanks for joining us, uh, and we'll talk to you next week. Absolutely. Thanks, everybody, for listening. It's
1: a terrific opportunity for Indiana football to continue uh, kind of their, their time to shine in the national spotlight. It's, uh, it's been a lot of fun so far. Um, a quick shout-out to Peyton Ramsey and the Northwestern Wildcats knocking off Purdue on Saturday. Thank you, Peyton.
0: Yeah, they, uh, it looks like if things keep going the way they are, Indiana and Northwestern will play on that championship uh, week, weekend of December 19th. Uh, that does it for tonight's show on HoosierHuddle.com. Uh, before we get out of here, we have one more word from our friends – over at manscaped there's a new product alert over at manscaped uh it is time to uh, sorry lost my space uh new product over at manscaped uh support hoosier the hoosier auto podcast comes from manscaped who's the best in men's below the belt grooming manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels Uh, They have a ton of awesome stuff that helps you clean up. So head on over to manscaped.com. Use the promo code armchair uh, to get 20% off and free shipping uh, at manscaped.com. The holiday season's coming up for the man in your life. This is awesome. It comes with a cool bag, a travel bag, and it has all the goodies that you need. So that's our uh, promo code armchair at manscaped.com. For 20% off and free shipping. Uh, that does it for tonight's show. You can come back to. Uh, Hoosierhuddle.com. For all the coverage. We'll have everything covered this week. Uh, from. Press conferences. To stories about players. To opponent previews. All that stuff. Follow us on Twitter. At Hoosier underscore huddle. We'll also be live on Hot Mike again. pregame, Halftime. Post game, come join Alex Compton, Andrew Walker, and myself uh, as we get you prepped for the game. With also live in game analysis and commentary, as well as post game analysis and commentary. Thanks for joining us on on this Monday evening. Enjoy the rest of the week. Hopefully, it goes by quickly, and we'll be back on next Monday uh, to talk, break down this game, and preview hopefully preview indiana's trip to um visit from maryland have a great monday stay safe and talk to you soon there's no distance too far for the perfect trip hi checking in for or the perfect table hey where are you coming and when you get access to resi priority notify with your amex platinum card
2: hey this looks amazing